This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us today. Uh, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. In breath. Good morning, Steve. Good it's morning. Nice to see you. Lovely to see you all. So the toupee, is that a regular thing now? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm joking. He's not actually wearing it. No. I, I reckon I'd rock a toupee. I could imagine you in the toupee. What's happened to the toupee? 8, 12, 15. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Well, people have weaves now, don't is they? Is that what it is? I think so. I miss yeah. the toupee. I might get... I used to look a lot with hair. I used to look like uh, Brian Hibbard from The Flying Pickets. And, oh, uh, yeah. I miss that look. And again, yeah. it's a really up-to-date reference. I used, I used to look a bit like him. I, I was in a comedy dressing room once and there was a, a, a guy and a woman... Uh, I suppose older, but probably younger than me now. And they did a sort of a ballroom dancing jokey act. Mm. And uh, I said to him after, I said, oh, it's really funny. That. I said, I love the wigs, brilliant as well. And I realised that wasn't part of the act. Oh, that was a terrible moment. Oh, he just looked embarrassed and angry. Oh, yeah. How could I have... Mm. Anyway, that's um, that. Frank, I know we talk about this subject quite a lot on this show, but nevertheless, Flying Ant Day. <laughs> oh, God. I know, I promised. <laughs> it's stretched out for a day, hasn't it? The it, longest day. Do you remember that film? It's Flying Ant Year. <laughs> but I need to share this with you because Sebby Lou um, from Coventry. Sebby Lou, mm. nice. Sounds like a, like a country and western. It does. I like it. it. Yeah. Um, Hi, Frank and team. Long-time fan, first-time messaging. It's flying ant day in Coventry today. The pesky little blighters are everywhere. Mm. And I'm reminded of the harsh measures that we once used to get rid of them in the 70s by means of a kettle full of boiling water. Full stop. Oh, we didn't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, we didn't. My mum my, my used to do that because they used to cluster on the floor. Sometimes I think they used to come out of their ant hole with their new wings on. And uh, yeah, she would put a kettle of boiling. I don't know why they didn't do any harm. But anyway, I know. Yeah, that, I mean, that was happening. My mum was still doing that as little as six months ago. Oh, really? She didn't okay. do. Did they? Did either pet mother do uh, salt on the slugs? Because that's a very bad way to go. I hear. Um, yeah, they never went yeah. for that. That was partly yeah, I've seen because that. It's, a, it's a waste of good salt. I've seen that, Don. I, my dad kept it for throwing in the uh, eyes of people who stopped him in the street <laughs> at night. Um, speaking of uh, winged creatures, um, have you seen my picture on the front of the Daily Mail magazine <gasps> today? Check it out. Everyone. Am I winged? Yes. And I think they've. I think they've had a slight going post at my teeth, looking a oh. little bit whiter than normal. <laughs> Oh, how do you and feel I about approve, that? I approve of that. Oh, and I it's, angel, it's angelic. Is that, is that, am I right? Um, it's because he's religious. I think, I think the headline is Frank Sinner. Ah. Um, oh. I don't know what Paul Sinner's going to make of that. <laughs> I like to think that on the opposite is Catherine Jenkins then, to the balance of good and evil. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the, the, what were the, the wings like to wear? So you've got, they put angel wings on you. Well, they were suspended. I had to back into them. That's how they worked. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But uh, I think if, if it had been, say, in the mail on a Tuesday, they'd have left the teeth. But I think people don't want to see this at the weekend. <laughs> How you know many shades I mean? do they've you gone the extra mile? Well, I don't, I don't know the uh, the grading, but um, they you know they're not Jimmy Carr, but um, they're certainly <laughs> post Simon Chum. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're somewhere in between. Simon Chum. <laughs> Simon Chalmers are oh, look, he got... look like they're uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're like mine. They're like moss covered. <laughs> <laughs> they look like um, the gravestones in Thomas Hardy novels. Are they what dedicated I... to history he is. <laughs> are they what I call tales of the unexpected teeth? Um, yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Or um, early who. <laughs> Classic who teeth. <laughs> William Hartnell was like the Queen Mother. Now, that teeth made of wood. Tiny wooden teeth. He had that <laughs> thing going on. People yeah. didn't care then. They had yeah. more important things to. They just got over a world war. I know. <laughs> They're not now where people deal with such frippery in the foreground <laughs> of their lives. <laughs> Ruth Jordan Frank uh, would also just like to mention, just so Frank can add it to his chart. I like the idea of you having a chart. <laughs> it was Flying Ant Day in Smethwick on Thursday. Oh, as so I they're watched moving. them swirl into the air, I thought of you. They're moving across the West Midlands. Yeah. I, see. I didn't know Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars, was a, a Smethwick. Well, we person. don't. We don't know that. She might have seen that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never believe what's happening in Smethwick. Smethwick news. <laughs> so last last week, um, you weren't here last week, Steve, but I was I was in a red suit. Oh, red suit, uh, shirt and tie. I was dressed proper oh. dapper from me napper to me feet, <laughs> as the song says, because um, I was going to a wedding, and um, so. When I left here, I drove, I drove east, <laughs> and I, do you know Marie Antoinette at the back of the Palace of Versailles used to have a dairy, and she used to go in there and pretend she was a milkmaid, <laughs> and um, she had buckets to milk the cows, and I think they were like Capi de Monte, <laughs> but anyway, so she liked that basically playing at someone who wasn't Marie Antoinette. And whenever I drive in a suit and tie, I sort of <laughs> like to imagine that I, I'm in sales. <laughs> Strange <laughs> fantasy. You know, I, just, I just feel you know, I, I'm Obviously, I'm going back to the palace as soon as possible, but just have an hour, <laughs> an hour in the dairy. Fantastic. Just to remind have you. you. Got, do you like to imagine the product that you're hawking? Um, it... it, it um, it differs. I like it to be things that are a bit vague. <laughs> yes. I like to I, idea that I'm I'm trying to clinch the uh, the Baxter deal. Could be eleven k. <laughs> is it a relax? I'm imagining sort of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. What is that? Uh, David, David Mamet David play Mamet that was then turned into a film, but it's very high high powered. You've got to sell. always be closing. Oh no, I'm sell. not. I'm not that sell. guy. I'm not <laughs> that guy. No, I'm so still. It's, it's more relaxed. It's Five Live on the radio, <laughs> and um, yes. Yes, I see you as living sort of in the, the East Anglia area. I can yeah. see it all that. Well, I was heading. Yeah, I was heading there. That's where and, you live. Um, I um, also. I thought I looked quite smart 
to be honest, in you my did research. You look fantastic. And you know when you're driving somewhere and you think you look quite smart, you get a bit excited about turning <laughs> off. Do you know what I mean? I was quite looking forward to just walking into the church because my family had all gone ahead of me. So it was uh, me arriving late. Like James Dean at the wedding of <laughs> Natalie Wood. Do you know Natalie Wood? No. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Thank you. So, um... Yes, so I arrived, uh, and a couple of people said, "Oh, that's a nice suit." And fabulous. Said, what but what's that with dirty shirt? mark on oh. your shirt? They said, well, poor Emily oh, spent two hours trying to get um, the remains of um, something off my headphones, which was black, onto my shirt, which was white. Oh, I should say, Steve, I spent at least twenty minutes the first time, and I was so happy with the job I'd done, and. I looked up five minutes later, one link later, and I went, Frank! No, I'd put him back on again. Uh, and it's worse. Was... There's no fall, like an old fall. <laughs> he was covered in black, so I was sat over him scrubbing for the best part of an hour, I, Frank. Yeah, well, I'd listened to I, I, I got quite involved in the drama of it, listening on the podcast <laughs> yes. during the week. Yes, well... And, well, they sort of merged into one. I like to imagine that it was some sort of squished flying ant. No, it definitely wasn't that. I don't know quite what it was, unless um, someone had been wearing a lot of uh, mascara. <laughs> but it sort of became a sort of DJ equivalent of uh, Lady Macbeth. Oh, yes, it did. It did, trying to wash it like I didn't want to be a DJ. That's what it was. Yes. That really, I thought, I should be on television and I've got the mark of headphones on my collar. Rob away. Out, out, damn spot. Yes, yes, I see it now. Yes, so it was a church wedding. Lovely. Um, church of England. You know, mm. um, <laughs> I do know. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, grit, you grit your teeth slightly. No, I'm that? all right with it. I always feel at a church wedding. I always look around and think, does anyone here actually go to church? <laughs> you know, you get to the hour, Father, and I, I feel like you know, saying, right, just just follow me, guys. We'll be all right. <laughs> I've got your back. You're probably of the people there. You're the one on the friendliest terms with Justin Portal Welby. Yeah, probably. Uh, so anyway, what is it, Justin Portal? His middle name is Portal. Oh, is he? Tell me more about the wedding. So anyway, um, there was a moment the 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 vicar, who was a lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm a lady. That was the, that was the first hymn. <laughs> now um, she was very good, actually, but she did a thing I've noticed about the Church of England, which you don't get so much in the Catholic Church. They love an analogy. <laughs> it's their favourite thing. And i tell you what else they love, especially the lady, because a bit of chunky jewellery. <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> that. I think there might have been a jade necklace or some sort of big ring underneath that, but anyway, I, I as you were. I didn't notice. Well, like I said, she actually did a great job, but she <laughs> couldn't resist the analogy. I mean, many years ago, when I worked at Hales Owen College in the West Midlands, the Bishop of Dodley came to talk. And I remember I had a friend who was not impressed by religion. In fact, I think I mentioned him last week, an expert on Worcestershire place names. Do you remember? Yes. And um, I said, oh, the Bishop of Dudley's come and apparently we've all got to go to the talk. 
And uh, he said, I'm not going. I said, oh, I think we have to go. And he said, how many divisions has the Bishop of Dudley? Which is what Stalin said about the Pope. Somebody <laughs> talks about the power of the Pope, but he said, how many divisions has the Pope? But to apply it to the Bishop, Bishop of Dudley. Dudley. Oh, anyway, the Bishop of Dudley said... Um, and for breakfast this morning, I had a boiled egg. <laughs> and in many ways, we are all like that boiled egg. We are hard and brittle on the outside. But you don't have to dig very deep to find a soft and sensitive interior and a heart of gold. <laughs> So anyway, wow! So he did Fabulous. that. Like you missed your calling. I'm sorry. So then at the <laughs> wedding, um, I should say this is my personal assistant. Jenny was was getting married. He's so lovely. Do you? you she's I, I don't know Jenny. Uh, she's, and she's she's she, fantastic. So she, so she married uh, Rob, who's a Sheffield United fan. Anyway, so um, she said, um, and love, the thing about marriage, she said, <laughs> is that in many ways, <laughs> it's always in, in many, many ways, ways yes. we are all like bourbon biscuits. <laughs> And I grabbed, I grabbed the edges of my seat. And she said, we operate perfectly well on our own. <laughs> we are sweet and functional. But if we are joined with another biscuit by love, a bleak cream, then, then we are truly at our very best. And then she said, and so I have bought a tin of bourbon biscuits for the bride and groom. My worst biscuit. In a tin that was... In the shape of a ball, like a giant ball bomb. I mean, the analogy was being hammered to the door like Martin Luther's feces. I said, feces. Yeah, what was that whistle? That was me. Yes, it was. Okay. I didn't want to refer to it because it was a bit awkward. No, it's, I'm fine with it. it well. I'm fine with it. I've got. I, I do these shows with a small budgerigar on my shoulder. It's something we don't mention because the RSPCA are a bit iffy about it. But it's going to be okay. So her, I'm I, going to call them uh, IMWs in many ways. Yeah. Her IMW, did it land well? Did you sense? Um, I I think it landed all right. Mm, okay. I think the They're sense of Bourbon biscuits ever operating individually, <laughs> I'm not sure about. They're always joined by cream, aren't they? Isn't that isn't that what the, constitutes? That is. Yeah, that's part of the bourbon deal. But I know, I know where. That I know explains she was why I'm not married because I absolutely loathe bourbon. I think they're horrible. Do you think she's got a sat nav? Or, <laughs> and in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am still blown away by your uh, uh, sermon representation. I'd like to see more. Well, Frank, you should Frank join. Skinner you should does the sermon. Perhaps I should join the Anglican Church. Well, there's a real suggestion because we've had, we've had in many ways, it's like a bourbon biscuit and uh, a boiled egg. Yeah. There's a real implication that they've, they haven't come up with a sermon until the last minute. 
They've just, yeah. rem- they've just yeah. remembered. He's had breakfast. Gone. I haven't written it. What? What can I do? Uh, uh, it's like some toast. No, no. Uh, boiled yeah. egg. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a biscuit before I go. Oh, that'll. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> but it could be, you, you delivered that so well. I oh. like. It's like in many ways, love is like a flying ant. Fella, notice me things. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, whenever I'm in a church. And I don't just mean a Catholic church. If I'm out in the countryside and I see a church, I'll often go in for a look round. Do you, Frank? And if there's no one in, I will always get in the pulpit. <laughs> Do you? I love it in the pulpit. I don't, know why, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> 30 years of dirt. Not so much at, now at my age. No. But, um, no, I do. I love to be... I don't know why comedy clubs, instead of having a stage, don't have a pulpit. It's much better. You can lean forward and, you know, it's great. I needed an orange box last time I stood in one of those. Really? Well, they're quite... Yeah. It's difficult yeah, to yeah. get... Uh, authority in those yeah. things. They're deep, Frank, the pulpits. Is yeah. it pulpit d- or pulpit? I think either is okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever do you ever deliver a bit? I do. I will. I will do yeah. a bit of uh, yeah. The, the today's this is reading. Like, well, this is you've gone from salesman in the car. You're a salesman. It's an alternative job. Yeah. I um, in the street. John the vicar. Jonathan <laughs> Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Swift, um, the 18th century satirist, etc., had a pulpit on wheels. And if anyone fell asleep during his sermons, he would instruct his assistants to push the pulpit right next to them and then he would shout at them <laughs> and then wake up and Jonathan Swift, who apparently was a terrifying-looking man, would be leading down really close, like the Pope-mobile. Yeah, early. he's the first Dalek. Um, yeah. What I don't like so much now is when they, when they have mics. <clears throat> because, you know, project, dear. Hey, listen, speaking of mics... Um, we had the speeches at the reception. Yeah. Because the thing happened at the church, which I've never seen before, which was um, lovely, but slightly comical, (laughs) is you know that bit when all the registers are signed and the bride and groom go up the aisle and everybody's, oh, it's lovely, and people applaud, and they think, you know, when we get out sober, we have to throw confetti. And it's just happy. Everybody looks happy and lovely. And then they got to the door and we all got up and then uh, they turned back round and came in again and said, uh, it's raining. <laughs> At first, I thought, I thought there's a lap, perhaps they do a lap of honour in Anglican um, ceremonies that I'm not familiar with. It's, it's, quick search and in health. No, no, it's raining. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that I wasn't oh, So they just loitered. But I have to tell you now about the, uh, the speeches. Because I saw something I'd never seen before. You didn't give advice, did you? <laughs> no, no, I stayed <laughs> you out. You know, Frank gives helpful I, advice. Notes. No, there was nothing wrong with the speeches, but, mm. um, well, we'll see. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Speeches. So, the normal thing happened. Um, it's like, you know, the, the groom did a speech and the best man did a speech. There was two best men and they did a speech. And then somebody in the audience started doing a speech, supplementing some of the things that they felt hadn't been said. So they were given the microphone. And then the <sighs> microphone was... And I'd never seen this at a oh, wedding. Oh, it was a free-for-all. It was a communal microphone. And what... <laughs> and now, don't get me wrong. You know, Vox Populi. But 
for me, what begins with the communal microphone always ends with the guillotine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a slight takeover. Well, you're carrying that Marie Antoinette the, theme right through to its final the conclusion. People, the people did rise up there. Was the first so speaker, go, was it invited or did they just grab the no, first one? No, the they started just... talking, so somebody obviously gave them the mic and then uh, someone else spoke. And uh, oh, it's like Twitter. I'm not saying it was they didn't say anything bad, but I just thought, oh, I've never been at a wedding where like an open mic night. Yeah, yeah. And so anybody who wanted to do a speech was uh, was was. Were you, were you tempted? Were you tempted to go? I'd like to. Say, no. I'd like to speak and just say this is all wrong. Yeah, exactly. This should not be happening. Know your place. <laughs> I felt like saying sacre bleu, but um, so yeah. So did you? You didn't speak. No, no, I didn't. I didn't speak. I didn't feel it was right. And then uh, my son got up and did "We Will Rock You." Well, I've just seen video evidence of this, and he was—I mean, what a performance! No, he was great, and he sang the song and also uh, played guitar, and he played it with a mighty fuzz box, really dirty. Incredible guitarist. One, you know, one has respect and, and love even for Brian May, but his guitar for me, <laughs> his guitar has always had something of the ice cream van about it. <laughs> Do you oh, know do what you, I mean? Do you find? Yeah. I that, love his work. I yeah. love the work he does for badgers, though. Yeah, I don't know what that work <laughs> in, is. In many ways, love is like an ice cream van. Yeah, exactly. It, if, it is accompanied <laughs> by music. But, um, yeah, so uh, he did that. And uh, my PA, who I've never heard sing a note in my life, got on and did a couple of brilliant ABBA numbers. Mm. And... ABBA seemed to have taken over my, my... My partner has been to see ABBA Voyage twice. <laughs> is now planning to go again. My son has been is, twice. Is it ABBA Voyage or is it just ABBA Voyage? <laughs> well, I like I it. Like <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's just ABBA Voyage. Do you remember I discussed it? the idea that Bon Jovi could do one called Bon Voyage and I think I've stuck with that. Well, so I like Simon Le Bon Voyage, if they could do oh, a Duran Duran. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, That's a travel show waiting to happen. But the last time he went, my, my heavy metal son, his yeah. auntie bought him an ABBA T-shirt, which he's been wearing. I mean, what's happening? <laughs> ABBA is all over. Is it all rage? I don't. It reminds me of when their fellow countrymen, their fellow Swedes... Um, permeated and corrupted my life in the 1970s with their um, with their film industry <laughs> they're not to be trusted it's as, it's as simple as that so yeah if, I mean bars in a ABBA t-shirt I couldn't believe my well, eyes this could be, I could imagine sort of a, a metal version of some of ABBA's hits we're going no. out pretty well I don't know. when I was at school they were the enemy they were. Oh, I've heard you say this on the show a few times. Yeah. It's, Hang on. It's, well, it's like a slow process of reconciliation. I think Why? there's an idea now that everybody loved them, and that wasn't true. But a lot of people did and do. And I've, I, as I've said, I can now see their qualities. Mm. But at the time, we like, you know, we like <laughs> metal, we like Sabbath, we didn't like um, ABBA. Oh. Just saying. Well, that's, that's the perfect, the crossover, Black Abbath. 
Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Black, black Ipeth. <laughs> be back in a mouth. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. So I was talking about the... Just to round up, like I say, it was a great wedding. We had a brilliant time. Um, and um, many beautiful things were said. You know, they had the sermon about St Paul about without love means nothing, you know, that one. Yeah. Uh, so it's all lovely, and I think I remember being particularly moved, what about this, when someone said there is a fish and chip van now parked outside <laughs> for your... Just going up yourself. I mean, wow. That was like the evening part of the meal, but what joy. That's a bit of class, I like that. Fish and chip van. Excellent. Did you feed your stuff your face? I bet you did. I did. Good boy. I did stuff. I stuffed my face and the faces of my family. <laughs> anyway, the thing I didn't mention, which was I thought was terribly significant, no one was at all interested in, um, was the wedding took place in a church in Donmo. Now, Steve is nodding. Does it mean anything to you? Nothing. Steve? Well, I, I, I know it. I'm nodding for the wrong reason that, I, that a very excellent comedian called uh, Paddy Lennox runs a gig in Dunmo that I'm doing later in the year. Oh, so that's, okay. That's why I nodded. Well, this, this might be helpful because Dunmo is mentioned uh, in Chaucer in the Canterbury Tales. Oh. The Dunmo Flitch is mentioned by the wife of Bath. Is it right. now? Now, the Dunmo Flitch which is a, a local phenomenon still and was a big deal in the late, what, 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 is, what is the 1300s? The late 14th century. <laughs> kind of a big deal in 1380. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is it. A couple get married and then they go to, uh, then it would have been like a guildsman or something, a group <laughs> of town elders. And after a year, I think a year and a day of marriage, they have to go up to them with other um, people who've been married at the same time and they have to try to convince the judges that at no point, actually I wrote this down um, that they have not offended each other in deed or word in that year and a day and that they have never wished yourselves unmarried <laughs> in that oh time good yeah, and if you... I'm going to ask Steve. Steve's like, you're married, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, I I'll mean, be, come over that... to you in a minute. <laughs> and if you can convince the judges that you haven't had an argument in that time and you've never regretted getting married in that year and a day, you get a side of bacon. Really? <laughs> the Donmo flitch. A flitch is, is exactly ah. that. Oh, yeah. That's a relief, because is... I thought it was going to be if you can't convince them, then the wedding's off and it's no longer legally binding. No, no, it's... Um, you win a, you win yeah, a prize. But, but imagine... It's like doing a residency exam. You do a lie detector <laughs> Imagine the long medieval walk home if you haven't <laughs> convinced them that you were never... that you never regretted getting married. Do that they deal tough... with it in a Simon Cowell way when they give you your results? I oh. imagine. Oh. Well, look... <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine. It's so, isn't it medieval, Mr. and Mrs.? <laughs> That's, it, it's got a real. I'd like to imagine Brucey 
being yeah. the judge. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what do you think you could have said after I, a year and a day, no, Steve? No, that I, you'd th- never. That's a tough 366. <laughs> I don't think we lasted 366 minutes without an argument. Yes. But I tell you what I like. Hi, hi, Steve's wife, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm having a lovely I've, morning. I've always liked on the counterintuitive front is that people who, um, if anyone says, oh, yeah, we never argue, we've been together for years, we never argue, yeah. as soon as they've gone out the room, people say, well, there must be something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, me and Kath, who, you know, used to argue every day and argue less, but still argue. How many times would you say roughly a week? Well... I can't count this last week. Okay. Because that was twice. But normally not, a, not maybe once a month oh, now. Really? Yeah, we're much that's better great. than we were. But people think, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good... But if you say never, never, people think, hmm... Well, well, it's a bit Stepford Wives. But, yeah, people honestly think there's something... Um, well, it's a bit... There's something a bit sinister <laughs> at the core of their relationship that they're yes. not arguing. Yeah. doesn't make any sense, really, but I absolutely adhere to it 100%. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we're getting lovely uh, responses to you and your angel wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frank all over my weekend. Pictures mm. of you coming in. People are very excited to see you in the wings. You've got your wings. It's, um, I, I, I who'd have thought that suit <laughs> wings? It's not a look you can really get. They very do vim. They do suit you. Very vim vendors. <laughs> not everyone well, suits wings, you that's do. That's a terrific reference. <laughs> Thanks very much. Do you get it? Steve? I do. It's, I'd never I seen that film until oh, last year, and it's, uh, it's stunningly brilliant. Um, I need to see it again because I, when I used to work at an art house cinema in Birmingham, I went to see um, that twice, um, Wings of Desire by Vin mm. Vendors, with, um, which featured, um, he actually goes to the, the filming of a Colombo and finds <laughs> out that Peter Falk is an angel. <laughs> But uh, I never got through it. I was so bored with the film, I never got through it. Maybe it's something I should um, try as a a more grown-up person. I loved it. Yeah, I wouldn't have been ready for it as a younger man. The Peter Falk-Nick Cave combo in the film did it for me. See, I don't remember. I need to check it out. I remember there were some great shots. Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, it is. It is is a bit. What about you two talking about Barbenheimer? We were. We were talking Barbenheimer. But that was off-air, which is everything. You know, all all bets are off. Off, yeah. <laughs> We've heard from the outside world anyway. What what are they saying? Oh, they've got they've got all sorts. Uh, Ruth Jordan was picking up on your Jonathan Swift reference uh, mm-hmm. and was asking whether you saw the the Channel Four program, the Great British Miracle Meat, earlier this week. No, which is a brilliant show, but it's very much based on Jonathan Swift. Is he? It's uh, it's one of those things that masquerades as a real show and turns out to be a fairly biting satire. Mm. Uh, it's Greg Wallace. Uh, but it's it's very much based. There's a, a line where he references a modest proposal at the end. Greg Wallace is involved is in the a biting satire. next Santa? to on the train? I oh, know that's Simon. No, okay. no, but they all. I know what you mean. <laughs> they all um, mix up into one sauté. They're all in the same pot. <laughs> they are. Frank, we've also had this in from Chris Goldie. Um, Nine, there was someone tweeted 90s football memories and yeah. it said it was rather lovely it said Friday nights in the 90s great days and there was just a picture of you and David on the sofa right 
um, for fantasy football. And I love this from Chris Goldie. He uh, messaged to say, that was the best year of my life. I was 12 at the time, and I honestly thought these two guys were like gods. Mm. Don't you love that? Oh, yeah. You're a godlike figure to these people, Frank. Uh, hence the wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's me and Claire Ray now are synonymous with wings. It's not a youth lovey. She loved telling people to do that. I saw Claire Rayner in the Joe jo Allen's... Claire Rayner was something I don't know if they still exist, an agony aunt. And she was on two sticks, Claire, and they looked... you know what two I was sticks? saying? You know, she was on two sticks. She was not steady on her feet. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. This was towards the end. Yes, OK. And um, ironic, she was in agony, I think. But she, um, <laughs> she had—they weren't standard sticks. They looked like you know what I said. Uh, Marie Antoinette had Capi de Monte bucket. Said they looked like that. They were like China walking sticks. Uh, really, I've never seen anything like it. I presume they were wood, but enamelled in some way. Oh, were wow. they? I think she was having dinner with Paula Wilcox um, from Robin's Nest. Was she in one? Of, was she in one of your things, Paula Wilcox? She was. She played my mother. Yes, yeah. She in did, shame. Yeah, yeah, she did. No, um, yes, in shame. Oh, Frank, we haven't talked about. No, shame not in shame. So in Blue Heaven. In oh, Blue okay. Heaven. Yes. Yes. How dare you bring up shame? <laughs> 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 oh, God, you are never coming back. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, on the uh, subject of your uh, appearing with wings on the front cover of the, uh, the, the magazine. Actual wings, can we say? Wings. Not jet style wings, as in Paul McCartney's wings. I'd love to appear. Oh. I was in the Wings fan club. Were you? Hmm. Oh. Ah, fantastic! What, what, did, what did it? Was it just called the Wings Fan Club? It was. <laughs> it, not much. Tank top, maybe. I think he got a newsletter once. He got a. I got a card that had the Wings logo on it, and it said my name and you know, member. Mm. Is it yeah. Mamunia? Was that one of the? That's a song that you've talked Mamunia, about. Mamunia, 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 whoa! <laughs> yes, that was one of those. <laughs> okay. But, um, so Nigel Turner on the subject of you wearing wings has said, if you're going to be wearing wings, Frank, beware of old ladies with kettles full of boiling water. <laughs> oh, of course. In my end is my beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was an earlier reference to how Steve's mom and many moms used to get rid of um, flying, flying ants. ants just with boiling water. Yeah. Any more for any more? Well, I'll tell you what I'd like to know is what we've invited you on, Steve. You're here with <laughs> I us. I didn't. Okay. I didn't know anything about it. I apologise. Next time I'll let you know. <laughs> no, I did know. I want to know what is going on in this yeah, man's I life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Steve's up to. What say you, Steve? Uh, how does he live? I mean, that's a question, <laughs> my, that's a question I asked. No. my wife asked me that Steve. very, very often. Steve, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> no. No, how I don't do you know look what yourself in the mirror? I don't know what you're up to, exactly. Steve. Yeah. Come on, Steve. Steve's well, gone s- a bit behind the scenes, <laughs> hasn't he? He's yeah. become one of those guys. Well, he's become yes. a writer. I, I've had a week of celebration because I've, I've finished on tour with, uh, with Russell Howard last week, so that's done and dusted. Uh, and so I've celebrated. I went out twice in a week, which for a, a father of two, 
Are you doing Edinburgh, Steve? No, no, uh, we are... uh, I deliberately asked that question in order to point out that I've completely sold out my Edinburgh run. Have you? And so I have added another show and the tickets are available. Excellent. (laughs) And now, sorry, carry on. So you finish your tour. Um, uh, And I went out twice. I've had a music-filled week. I I went to see Blur at the Hammersmith Apollo on Tuesday, who I love very much. The third time I've seen them, I saw them do a warm-up gig. I saw them at Wembley. Uh, and then I saw them at Hammersmith. Are you a, a big blur person? I am a very big blur person. Oh, so I forgot, they love they them. Are, aren't forgot they? that. Love them very, very much. And they played. It was I've one of the perfect. I've never seen you in a Fred Perry. Oh, I've got a few every now yeah, and then. Yeah. Well, this is okay. I deliberately. Obviously, a few weeks ago on the show, there was the discussion of what T-shirts are you supposed to wear mm. to uh, to you know. There was the metal faux pas. I think it was referred to as. Well, I couldn't. I was invited to the Wembley gigs and couldn't go, mainly um, because of child things. And also, we went to see the Hollywood Vampires on the same <laughs> night. Nevertheless, um, I was sent a Blur T-shirt, which is. I mean, I like Blur. Who doesn't? And I was. I, it's a really nice T-shirt, so I wore it, and um, I actually saw um, Jodie Whittaker in the street and she said to me how were they was it a good gig I said I, I didn't go I said I'm, I said I'm not you know that big a fan I just think it's a nice t-shirt and she thought it was hilarious <laughs> the idea that I would wear a t-shirt and not be a big fan and about four people said to me oh well yeah I, I bet you and, and oh they're brilliant aren't they so people do assume that you don't just yeah whereas I said to my Polish cleaner Oh, Ramon's T-shirt. And she said, who? (laughs) (laughs) So you must have read it. Especially on his visit in the mirror. Oh yes, I imagine I saw ve- I saw some pictures on Instagram, and it, it looked to be a sea of Harringtons. Oh, was it? Was there any Doctor Jack Harrington? Oh, Prince fine. of Wales. Oh, yeah, quite a bit shop. of that. Yeah. Oh. It, was, it was quite nice. Now that now that there's uh, peace in our time, there are quite a few Oasis T-shirts worn with love. Oh, it was, it was quite, sweet to, quite sweet to see the uh, the is. cooling of that relationship. The coolest shakering. <laughs> yeah. I know, they're, they're still persona non grata. Oh, 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 did they get cancelled? Oh, yeah, they I mean, for, for being awful, but also for the singer oh. being awful as well. Cancelled oh, I didn't know that. That's the John oh, Mills so grandson. Yeah. I must get cancel alerts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too frightened to open them. <laughs> Back over yes. at Blur Towers with well, Steve. I, I wanted to ask, because the other gig I went to was last night. Uh, I saw there have been two brilliant albums in, re, in in the last few weeks from musical sons of Birmingham. Mm. Uh, Stephen oh. Duffy, uh, the Lilac, the new Lilac Time Stephen album. Stephen Tintin Duffy. Stephen Tintin Duffy, his album, his band, the Lilac Time, got a new record out. Duffy, um, and it's just um, amazing. Duffy. <laughs> that was, uh, do you know who that is? Yeah. That's my John Alderton <laughs> impression. Yeah. I don't do it on stage, but, it. but in Please Sir, the bad lad. Or not the bad lad. I think it was the not very bright lad. Was yeah, called. Yeah, it's not bright. Doffer. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, carry on. So, so I love that album. But last night I saw uh, Dexies. 
Wow. Oh, and come on. their new album is incredible. I absolutely love it. Uh, and it was just so... He's, he is 70 years old in a few weeks' time. Is he Kevin really? Still in the dungarees? Uh, he's, uh, not quite. He was wearing a... Uh, it looked like one of those Jean-Paul Gaultier perfume bottles. It was a sort of striped <laughs> top with a sailor hat. So it was either oh, a John yeah. Paul Gaultier perfume bottle or a bottle of Matey, if you're uh, oh, yeah. of a well, yes, it's a bottle of fun. The, th- <laughs> <laughs> the thing about dungarees is they take on slightly more Grandpa and Dukes of Hazard vibe as one ages. I saw a man, I think the only man I've ever known, like over ten, who could carry them off was my tour manager, Omar, who carries oh, Omar them off brilliantly. But I saw like a man... A bit younger than me, but not much of the day, and I thought he looked ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> but women look great in them. Why is that? Eight twelve fifteen. Eight twelve fifteen. Styles. So... Styles wears a dungaree. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, does the he? Styles boy. Yeah. We'll, I know. We'll but talk there's, about there's that later. On him. He doesn't really interfere <laughs> with fabric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish someone. The day someone says that about me, I. What about when Ascot? You, someone said congratulations on having a small back to uh, Emily. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's all about the betting. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I wanted to ask. You it, must know we do interrupt each other I, as well. It's not just you. I've done it. It's not just you. He does it too. Yeah, fairness. I mean, we, this is digression central. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Well, this is because I found myself wondering. What I absolutely loved it. But I found myself wondering on stage whether you wandered on stage. <laughs> oh my God. That's uh, Brian Wilson. <laughs> there was some, some like, I forget who it was there, but it was some um, soul legend. And Brian Wilson walked on in the dressing gown and pajamas. Oh, it's not. Oh, oh no. Poor Brian Wilson. <laughs> I, I was wondering whether you'd ever come across Kevin Rowland or Stephen Duffy in your Birmingham Have musical I? era. We used to both get the 120 <laughs> back home. So Kevin Rowland's always sat at that seat. You know that seat at the front upstairs, best view in the house? Oh. With, when you have to hold on to the crow in case you get through the window when they stop. Have you really ever seen him? No, that's, he used to get Is the 120. A true story? Yes. So I used to get the one. He was famous and I wasn't, but he's violin. Oh. I think it was Steve. Was he called? He worked must in be the pub. Some good royalties. Worked in the pub. I used to drink in. So, um, but yeah, I used to. He lived in a place called Rude End. Um, well, so did you. Thirty years ago. <laughs> rude, as in holy rude. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, I used to see him quite a bit. Really, but oh, no, he was he was on approach. So you've, ne- so you've never met, you've never met in real life. <clears throat> no, I don't really operate in real life anymore. <laughs> Never bring it up again. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, we're talking about Kevin Rowland seeing Dexys. My favourite element of the gig last night was that it started at half past six and was done by half eight. Oh, uh, yes. And, uh, as a man of advancing years, I was delighted by that. Well, I saw Dexys at the Hippodrome in Birmingham. Do you call people, say, Dexies or Dexies? Is that what and people call And we always them? said Dexies. Yeah. And it's now, a mouthful, yeah. isn't it? Well, Dexies, how many syllables yeah. is And it's that now officially lot? just Dexies. He's, he's oh, officially changed it? the name. Well, so. now he's wearing a beret and round glasses, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm saying he really looks like old Groucho. <laughs> he, he really, really does. Well, that is the worst <laughs> thing I ever heard. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Frank, when, you, no, when, I, when, when you, I saw him right? at the Hippodrome, 
they screamed when he came on and he said if if the screaming doesn't stop I'm going off and not coming back on I'm stopping the gig did he wow yeah a, the, the man I've never had to make except that one time <laughs> there was a mouse in the auditorium <laughs> did, was, was this in the 80s that you saw hold on I'll get me a journal <laughs> I mean, I saw when they were in their pomp. In their pomp, because I saw them when they came back in 2012. I saw them at the Barbican, and they played "Come On Eileen." I couldn't believe it. I thought there's you no were way. Shocked yeah, there's that there's no... Midnight Runners play because, because he hated. You know, he grew to hate his Did he? hit because oh. it was one I'll of those. Never it, was, grow to hate. it was the millstone hate. around his I'm neck. I'm afraid it's not his business. Yeah. And, um, but also, I thought it was like watching a unicorn tap dancing. Your neck. I think you'll find. Uh, it's actually your mortgage payment. Okay. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's unacceptable that I think. <laughs> well, he played it. He'd come to. He'd mellowed. No, but it, I so. think it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to us. Do you know what I, I mean? I, it's it's like three lions. It it's there. like three lions. It's like three lions. Mm. I'm not sick of that though. No, that's, that's, you know, exactly. It's biannual. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I mean that when that that summer I was playing cricket a lot that summer. And we all used to get in the pub after and get drunk and really sing Come On Eileen. Like we'd put it on the jukebox five or six times. It was brilliant. Mm. And it referred to one of my own favourite artists, Johnny Ray. Yes. Mm. Broke a million hearts in mono. He did. I don't know if you've ever been to mono. It's a gay club in Vauxhall. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to Kevin. ask you about... Oh, sorry, I no, spoke over you. No. I was gonna, I, well, I wanted to ask about the Hollywood vampires. I, I'm unfamiliar with the Hollywood Vampires. The Hollywood Vampires are a, what they used to call a super group. Um, in, in that, they have people like Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Do you know him? I, I, He's a brilliant guitarist. When I say Aerosmith, I mean the band. Don't picture him over a hot forge <laughs> making arrows. <laughs> I know Stephen Tyler one. That's Aerosmith, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, my, so he's, my but, first date with my wife seen Aerosmith. But most, oh, really? Well, most famously, um, Johnny Depp is uh, on guitar, uh, and no, Alice no. Cooper is on lead vocal. What has he joined the band permanent like? Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, they. I think when they first started the Hollywood Vampires, people like John Lennon. It was, it was like a drinking club. Really. Originally, and part of their thing is that everyone used to be in it is dead, so they they sing a song called Everybody Died. But there's lots oh. of ref, they have lots of stuff on the back screen of various dead pop stars. Of course, um, <laughs> Alice is no stranger to speaking about um, mortality, <laughs> <laughs> including I love the dead. So, um, yeah, he's fine with it. But um, Johnny like Depp, it. and I know Johnny Depp's been on a rocky road, what with the bringing the dogs over um, scandal oh, well, <laughs> and other stuff. I like another stuff. But uh, they did a version of, uh, I mean, you get to hear like Alice Cooper sing, <laughs> singing Barbara O'Reilly. <laughs> really? it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I must, oh, and also, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell Sorry, you I'm still laughing at <laughs> Johnny Depp's feel on a rocky road bringing the dogs over. That was quite a scandal, the well, it, yeah, illegal it was, importation. Well, the other stuff's a bit, bit dark <laughs> for breakfast. Too dark for breakfast. <laughs> that's, um, that's what it says on my T-shirt. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and the 
tremendous Steve Hall is with us this morning. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I was just talking about seeing the Hollywood vampires. I was particularly excited by they were supported by the Tubes. It was a band I saw in uh, Birmingham Odeon in the 70s. Do you know the Tubes? I, I'm trying to remember this. I'm... We're a white punks on dope. Ah, yes. Yes. Oh, and well, uh, I, I mum and like dad moved to Hollywood. Exactly. Don't do the whole thing for PRS <laughs> don't reasons. Don't do any and, of it. Uh, human dignity. Um, so they have a lead singer called Fee Waybill who in those days used to have nine-inch um, platforms and very little clothing. And he still took his shirt off, I think, now <laughs> as a sign of... as a threat to the younger people in the audience <laughs> in many ways. But yes... Um, in many ways. So it's great to see, and in many ways... <laughs> <laughs> but um, Alice Cooper's a big deal in our house. He was the first... Uh, well, certainly one of the first real heroes of my child. And Alice Cooper, because he works for... Is it Planet Rock he worked for? He sent a video out of the blue, or in this case, out of the black. <laughs> um, just saying hello to Boz and thanks for being a fan. And it's the only time... You know that George drop expression yeah it's the only time I watched Boz I gave him this video and I watched it and his jaw literally looked like the tendons had been severed it just dropped with sheer oh. Oh, it was a great moment so we'll always love Alice in our house but who was sitting next to us is the question <gasps> Oh, I'm dying to know. We're in a we're in a box, which you want to be at an Alice Cooper gig. <laughs> um, was it a rock star? It wasn't a rock star. It's someone I think you know, personally, but I hadn't met him before. Oh, um, but actor? Um, no, not Comedian? an actor. No, surgeon. Yes, Adam Kay. No. Oh. Uh, Animal surgeon. Oh, it's not Noel Fitzpatrick. It Supervet. is. Oh, Supervet. my God. Supervet was next to us, and he'd been to a lot of the gigs we'd been to. He'd been to uh, Download and Iron Maiden and and stuff as well. Who knew? Oh, yeah. Supervet. How did he look, Supervet? This is the most excited I've ever seen you, Emily. This is... Well, he said, I love Noel. He's a charming man and very good with animals. Uh, how... Well, he said about this, he said... Um, uh, he said, uh, if ever you want to come and see an operation. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a chat-up line. I said, no, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> do you want me to fake? If you want to see me, test the theory about whether fainting actually. Wow. I think, because on telly, I can't watch those bits yeah. when, he's, when he actually gets the scalpel out. Is that the equivalent of if you ever want free tickets? Well, I think it was that, but I, I you know. You I, should go down to the centre, it's fascinating. I know, but some people can handle that. No. Some but there's cop. cats having physiotherapy in the swimming pool. They have a lovely time there. Anyway, me and me and me and Boz were um, clapping along, and uh, Noel was slapping a couple of prosthetic <laughs> Alsatian forelegs together. <laughs> and uh, no, even like I can say, he's a he's a real rock guy. He's been to a lot well, of you know, similar gigs. He is, you know this, don't you? I think he's very open about this now. Oh, is he? He was uh, the song Toxic 
It was he, oh, yes. he, yeah, it was yeah. based on him. What? The Britney Spears? Yes. Kathy yeah. Dennis written who by wrote Kathy it. Dennis. Oh, Britney it wasn't Noel. Britney didn't. Kathy oh, is Dennis that right? Days, and Noel's been very open, yeah. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> as well. Sick of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great song. I'm featured if he in it during um, operations. Was that his chat up line to Kathy Dennis? Do you want to come and see me operate on a on <laughs> an animal? Featured in the original uh, 2005 Russell T. Davis um, Doctor Who series. Oh, here we go. The <laughs> podcast's back. Yeah, oh, Toxic. Steve's got the black. The podcast. See, they're both cracking out the black t shirts, <laughs> rolling the sleeves up. <laughs> the, the bro podcast. <laughs> a friend of ours um, is training to be a vet at Nottingham University. And uh, I said to her, oh, I was talking to a vet the other day and I couldn't remember what the content... I said, I wonder who it was. It was a super vet. She went, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he's a, and I didn't realise in, in veterinary circles, he's oh, regarded... He's a, he's a pioneer. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's not like, you know, some television... When bloke. was he first? Well, he, well, he is a television bloke, but I mean, he's got he's got yeah. a lot more going. Yeah, when was he first? Was, it, yeah, was he vets in practice or? or, or no, for, super vet. It's that, oh, that was the name of the show, was it? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Animal you. Hospital? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no I, I, I blocked that. We out. don't talk oh, about yeah, that. We don't Frank. Talk about, but that was the version Frank. I always I always imagined oh. before I saw it. Careful. It would be animals with like scalpel sellotaped <laughs> conducting minor operations. I thought it was run by animals. Turns out <laughs> it's a fuzzy felt hospital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, so I I got you know when you get into the you know when you get into the radio studio in the morning you know that feel this is observational comedy <laughs> I do it's most alienating when you get a lovely gift mm. and this morning I got a big glossy full of pictures and drawings book and it was the official story of the film Conan the Barbarian which I remember seeing at the Triangle Cinema in Aston where I think it was shown ironically okay. back in the 80s it's, it was Arnie's breakthrough movie, I think it's fair to say. Mm. And it's uh, it, John Walsh, I think. It, there's no letter, but he sent I met him once. He's a big Ray Harryhausen um, aficionado. You know mm. Harryhausen stuff? Mm, I'm familiar. And I think John Walsh, is he the former literary editor of The Times, maybe? No. OK. <laughs> um, he might have been. I'd be shocked if he was, because okay. he's so sort of sci-fi and... Uh, oh, he's one of yours, you and Steve. He sent me a, a Flash Gordon <laughs> uh, book of a similar ilk. OK. I remember. Okay. That's brilliant. If you, if, you, if you love Conan... And if you want I, a coffee table book... Feet, feet Conan. I'd love yeah. it if you had that, because it does come across as a coffee table, but with World of Interiors and Bentley's. It's a coffee table and book for people the... who don't have a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> for people who just have a deck chair and a fridge for the beers. <laughs> it's funny, it was... I was remembering, I'm sure, I feel like having, we've, it's 30 years of dirt, I, I feel like there's bits of your career I remember. I'm sure you've talked about the triangle in Aston in previous shows, so it's a bit of your, it's like a bit of your life. I, I don't I, like, I like the this. sound of this. What was brilliant say. was I worked there, but I got paid in tickets. 
Oh, fantastic. And so I just saw art house movies and experimental theatre for about three years <laughs> in the heart of Birmingham. It was a very special place, the Triangle. Do you ever go there, Lucy? No. Uh, Lucy, the assistant producer, is from Birmingham. Yes, from Birmingham. Mm. But um, she hates art. She's telling me it's all its manifestations. No, she didn't tell me that. That would be crazy. Though Miko on uh, Is It Cake 2 said his parents told him that there's no money to be made from art. Do you watch Is It Cake The kids, too? like my kids, absolutely love it. It's so addictive. I like Is It Cake. Uh, is It Cake! <laughs> yeah, man, I love that show. We, yeah. In our house. You got me into that. In our house, we shout at the thing about, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cake, number yeah. two is cake! <laughs> it is so um, really. Some of them are very obvious. you start questioning reality, you start to think everything in life may be cake. Yeah, mm. that's true. That is true. Mm. Um, who's, who's most likely to be cake? <laughs> Hairy bikers. <laughs> yes, yes. Not They're human not beings. What, hey? what if one they of, are actually one of the hairy bikers? Can. Well, you don't know which one. What's that? You have to guess which one of the hairy bikers is cake. What about if we find out the shard was cake? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you've been talking, I won't say boasting, I think you're just proud of it, uh, your Conan the Barbarian book, yes. the table book. yes. And Roger Turner has said, uh, did you see the woke version, Conan the Librarian? Which I think is very apt, uh, because I would like to discuss the Beano this morning, and that's the sort, that sounds a sort of Beano joke, in yeah. a lovely way, in the loveliest way possible, Roger. Roger's quite a Beano name. It is, yes, yeah. Yes. Isn't it? <clears throat> As in the Dodger. Because... Um, I have a copy. I mean, it's not in my hands. I think it's made its way yeah. over to your side of the yeah, desk. Yeah, I was looking. I was perusing. What is it, Frank Skinner? It is uh, It is the 85th <laughs> birthday of the Beano. Yeah. And, um, and so... Uh, it's a celebrity special. It is. Who's on the cover? Well, you tell me, because there was some mistaken identity <laughs> this morning, but Stop maybe it. we shouldn't go into that. I don't think we should go there. <laughs> but, I thought uh, Lewis Capaldi was someone else. You did. But now when I say who's on the mind. cover, it's going to give that away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Harry Styles, Lewis Capaldi and Adele are on the cover. And... Um, <laughs> Tom People Holland. Change. I can't keep up. Tom Holland is inside, um, yes. but he's he's firing web. I mean, I don't mean Tom Holland, the historian. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's firing web, but he's in his civvies. He's not in his spider. This, if ever I've seen it, it must be a copyright thing, hadn't it? Oh, do you think that's what it is? Oh, I love that makes sense. Yeah. What lo- about Lewis Hamilton, the man who likes driving? He's in it. He's in it. What about Attenborough, Frank? Your favourite? Can I just ask though um, of our readers, eight, twelve, fifteen? What's your favourite copyright infringement <laughs> story? Because <laughs> I love it when there's clearly an issue with it. I stayed at a place where they'd got uh, a hobbit hole. Beautiful. Did you built? Hobbit House, um, but I couldn't call it that because whatever oh, what the film com- the film company now own yeah. the word Hobbit. Yeah. So yeah, it had to be called um, something else. Well, also I like it in uh, books, in literature. Books sound like a really special prize in books. Places. <laughs> Places. Yeah. When, when you come across, um, they'll describe a character. 
And you know it's clearly based on someone, but the legal department at Bloomsbury or whatever have looked mm. at it and said, oh, no, you're going to have to check. So they say, Welsh crooner Tom Pones or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come but, on, love. But if you're going to have Tom Holland, then he might have his suit. Maybe Perhaps they thought, well, they won't know. If, if he's wearing the mask, then we can't do a really good drawing of Tom Holland. OK. Maybe. There were a few... Did you recognise everyone? There were a few faces I felt very old and out of touch... It took me a long time you to... You felt re- they were old and out of touch. I, I, you I, felt, I, you? Felt, I felt old and oh, out of touch. I, I didn't recognise Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. No, I didn't recognise them. I mean, I recognised them if they were on the telly, but um, I, I was, didn't recognise their caricatures. I was very reassured, though, at how little had changed with the fabulous Beano. Nasha still had uh, sausages... Yes. <laughs> a stream of those those kind of cartoon sausages. And what I loved, Frank, is that in one of the, the cells, um, I I loved that people still say, and this only ever happens in the Beano, as a kind of expression of frustration, gah, like yeah. G-A-H. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, gah. I never really noticed that one. There's been a lot of coverage of the Beano's 85th birthday, and I had an image of... <laughs> The dandy sitting in a council <laughs> flat on its own, drinking tea made with UHT milk, not even having a copy, not on the mailing list even <laughs> anymore. Was the dandy a little more, it felt a bit more gung-ho and sort of boisy to me, the dandy, because I think that was Desperate, Desperate Dan. Dan. He I made things very macho. I always preferred um, the, the Beano to the dandy. Um, the Beano also, I think, used to come out on a Thursday, which gave it more of a premiere. If someone's coming out on a Monday, you think, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also it had Black Bob, which I couldn't stand. Oh, it was like a serious sheepdog <laughs> fiction. <laughs> Who cares about that? <laughs> and it didn't even have speech bubbles. The writing was underneath the drawings. And, and all, all he did set... was go up and down the moors. Oh, I mean, come on, mate. It's in the countryside. It's all caps and... <laughs> oh, Black Bob fiction. Get it. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Meanwhile, over at DC Thompson. Ah, I've been to DC Thompson. Have you? Yeah. How was it? I was playing Dundee and I got the tour manager to say, Can Frank come? And they gave me a tour of the place. It's we should say, Frank, this is where the, the Beano is made. Yes, yes. Because yeah. I, when I used to read the Beano as a kid, it used to come on that very porous paper. Yes. Really <laughs> cheap paper with the pirate trousers um, serrated <laughs> edge. <laughs> As well. But now it's quite a glossy mag. But, you know, I don't think your modern kid would take a serrated edge, porous paper anymore. I've got a memory. Did you, I think you've talked about it on the show at some point in the past, you took Buzz to the The Beano exhibition. Where I found out, um, I didn't know this, I thought that Biffo the Bear was the first front page star. But before him, there was an... Page off- seven fella. Yeah. Uh, the original front page Beano star was an ostrich called Big Ego. <laughs> was a, there was a lot of Freudian themes in I the comic. I, in the- I was going to say, I've met a few of those in the comedy world. <laughs> yeah. He had a sort of a rough, more emotional-led friend called Big Id. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they were replaced by... Uh, 
Oedipus Complex, the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you've just described my, my dream comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought I was your dream comic. <laughs> oh, oh, Frank, you are. His extra shows, remember, have been added in <laughs> Edinburgh. Is Buzz still into the Beano? Does he still read it? I think he's just coming out. He's, he's still, he's not as obsessed as he was. I think you get to an age where you turn from the Beano to Alice Cooper. <laughs> It's a very fine yeah. line. Yeah. I've tried, but he's still, I still see him reading it on occasion. I've tried my kids on the Beano. They absolutely love uh, Jamie Smart, is a, who was a cartoonist for The Dandy and who now does... Bunny... They know the names of the cartoonists. Yeah. Oh, and it's Bunny. I, I, well, he yeah. does Bunny versus Monkey and Lushkin and things like so that. And they're absolutely fantastic. Because I don't know. I, I never. I grew up never knowing who directed a film or who wrote or drew and it, all the comics I loved as a kid I don't care it's backroom boys again <laughs> I had to have dinner with these people I know I Look, now I can see it but at the time I just wanted to read the comic yeah. I didn't need to know did the lettering oh you say that inked it like you wouldn't have leapt at the chance to have dinner with <laughs> Bruce Powers <laughs> Malcolm Muggeridge but he was on camera <laughs> By the way, can I just add, I know I have said this, I think, when we talked about the exhibition, but it still kills me, is that um. Big Ego has dropped the ostrich from the front page because um, audience research suggested that the readers couldn't identify with him because he wasn't a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> Different times, you see. Different times. I noticed, as Dennis, am I right in thinking... So Dennis's behaviour, new gen Dennis is a bit more toned down, isn't he? Is he less of a well, bully? Well, they've changed a lot of... Yes, he bullied um, Walter. And you... You know, Jacob, you mean? Yes. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so Walter and his gang, which included one of the best names ever in a comic book, a character called Dodley Nightshirt. <laughs> um, yeah, he was mercilessly bullied. He was a wimpy kid in glasses who mm. Dennis was horrible to. And now he's the son of the mayor of Beano Town. Oh. And... Um, very full of himself and it's a sort of class war now has been set up with Walter as the bad guy. The Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we don't want a bullying theme in 2023 for goodness sake. Okay. We were chatting about the Beano. I, one of the things I was thrilled to see was uh, Iron Maiden tweeted celebrating uh, oh, the Beano's 85th birthday. Excellent. That was a nice crossover. And have you noticed the Styles boy has... He's got dungarees. Yes. Ke Kevin would approve. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Kevin Rowland, that is. <laughs> your mate, Frank. Uh, and he's clutching a whoopee cushion. But it's not like it's quite unlike any whoopee cushion I've ever seen because, as you know, the whoopee cushion is normally um, orangey red, isn't it? And what does it say on it? Always a real Bronx cheer. Ah, right. There's no mention of a Bronx cheer. Is that cheer. another copyright avoidance? Yeah, I think it yeah, is. Spider-Man. I think the whoopee cushion, Steve, you've nailed it. It's, <laughs> it's fallen it's, under. It's been ripped apart by. Yeah. Um, by copyrights. <laughs> I mean, I've read quite a bit this week about the um, people saying, oh, the Beano, it's rubbish now. 
it's uh, you know older people saying I I miss the bullying yeah, exactly. and bigotry yeah, yeah. of re- yeah. yesteryear. Why, why can't we be needlessly cruel anymore? It's not fair. I have to say, when your kid is reading it every week, the fact that Danny... I mean, I don't want to yeah. be a... But the fact that there's a black girl and a girl in a wheelchair in Dennis's gang, it's actually it's br- feels brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. They, and then, you know, we used to think asbestos was harmless, yes. yeah. and then we realised that was a mistake. So it's all right to change a bit, guys. It's fantastic. Yeah. They, they dealt with it brilliantly. They said there's a quote from the head of mischief at the Beano where he just said, "Every <laughs> kid has the right to see themselves celebrated in Beano Town." Yes, because what the head they, what of for absolute radio. But what they, <laughs> it's, it's a low it's key me. position. <laughs> I tell you what they've hushed up though is the early days of the whizzer ring and all that, and I had one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> used to blow and it goes. <laughs> it's like on uh, highway. Uh, Highway 61 by Bob Dylan. I think he used this oh, yeah. <laughs> But if you blew it a lot, um, you'd look at it and be covered in blood because the, <laughs> the thing used to take the end off your lips. <laughs> so never mind some of the uh, unpleasantness in the, in the comics. They actually put dangerous <laughs> gifts in there as well. But I, for one, am glad that the Beano was... Um, has it been as many of us have thought, yeah, I used to do that, but that was wrong, and now I'm doing yeah. something that's right. Yeah, so Good I, on the bee now, well, that's I, what I say. I'd like to see Dennis and Nasher on Emily's podcast. Oh, yeah. Na- oh, well, that's not a good great, bad idea. How I need to organise this. <laughs> How about Stormzy? Um, he's had a rebrand, and I think it suits him because he's on the celebratory anniversary mm-hmm. issue, wearing a pink suit, looking a lot more friendly. And he's he's coming out. He's not dropping bars. He's dropping puns, Frank. Does he, he says fo- it looks like stormy weather. And do you know what? I kind of wish he was a bit like that. <laughs> and Kate Bush is in there as well. <laughs> yes. She says I'm rolling up that hill. Yeah. I, I briefly mis- <laughs> I mistook her for Vicky Michelle from a lower low in that picture. <laughs> no, enough. There's been a lot of mistakes made. <laughs> no, listen. I've got some important things to say. Sarah Champion's up next. Listen to her. But but this is what's really going to excite <gasps> you. There's a new series of Frank Skinner's poetry podcast starting on Wednesday ah! with the poetry of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. <gasps> love her. And it's a, I tell you, it's a great it's a great poem. I'd recommend it. Love her. Um, love him. I'm in. And you can download it from inevitably wherever you get your podcasts. Where do people get them from? Makes it sound like there's some bloke on the corner. And you need to listen to this podcast. We get so much praise coming in for this, which I don't share because he'll be embarrassed. No, but it's it's nice. I I like it. I like private praise. Do you remember that? It was, the, it was after Private Sounds Benjamin. Like a 70s not soft very successful. <laughs> private praise about a religious GI. Anyway. Um, Thanks for listening this morning. Steve, it's always a joke. Why don't you come on the next show? I think Why you're not? much funnier than Novelli. That's a joke. That's oh and clearly not true. We clearly should have said, true. by the way, Pierre's... Have you seen uh, the size of Novelli? Are you out of your mind? Pierre's not here this week because we he's part of a motorcycle display team at the Isle of Man TT races. <laughs> I understand that he forms the apex of a human pyramid <laughs> at one stage. Um anyone going to that this weekend enjoy if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now get out